I've done this myself to really be in my victimhood of ADHD that I have to deal with. And people with ADHD often have comorbidities and we deal with depression, with anxiety. Some of us have PTSD and it's just this can seem to be some kind of a burden making us feel broken. And the fact is, it's also a gift. You are hearing stories from people whose lives have been interrupted and yet They're using their stories to help others. Have you ever thought of using your story to help others by writing a book or creating a podcast? Well, then you're in the right place. Go to www.coachlaurie.com for all the details. Has your life, your dreams been interrupted? Good news. It is possible to reinvent our lives. People are doing it every day. And some are brave enough to share the struggles, disappointments, and challenges. If you are looking for a new beginning, a do-over, or to rediscover your passion, maybe even find a new one, then grab a cup of coffee and let's talk. Interrupted, Act 2, Reinventing Your Legacy, with your host, Coach Lori. Tia Jensen is with us. She is Coach Tia She works with people with ADHD, which I love because I raised a son with ADHD. And man, if I would have had a coach, I had a sister that helped me tremendously, but she helps people fall in love with themselves. And I love this and get out of their river of misery. You can find her at coachwithtia.com. Tia, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Why don't we just jump right in? Tell us about your life now and why you love it so much. It's one of those stories like I never would have envisioned this. When I became a life coach, I just wanted to help people. And it was so funny that at the time I'm like, I know what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do health and I'm not going to do ADHD, which happened to be the things I have the most knowledge in. I'm not sure what that crazy resistance was about. One day I woke up, I'm like... But people who have ADHD, I happen to be one of them. We need that extra support. We need someone to tell us our unique brain is amazing. It's not a problem we need to fix. And yet we also need tools to be able to manage the difference in our brain so that we can create a life we really love. I love empowering people who have ADHD. I love guiding them to show them They are created for a purpose. They have meaning. While it's really easy, because I've done this myself, to really be in my victimhood of ADHD that I have to deal with. And people with ADHD often have comorbidities. And we deal with depression, with anxiety. Some of us have PTSD. And it's just this can seem to be some kind of a burden, making us feel broken. And the fact is, it's also a gift. We can choose to learn how to love our unique brain, how to manage our unique brain, and still create a life we love. We don't have to be a victim. We don't have to be trapped. I empower them by showing them their beautiful inner self. There is a way to accomplish the things they want to accomplish. This particular job brings with it the uniqueness of getting to work from anywhere that I have internet access. I love the freedom that brings. I love that I get to do what I love and still have a life where I can travel, still be helping people. I love this. (laughs) But it wasn't always this way. You had to pivot. Oh, no. I was a homeschool mommy. I have four beautiful children, all of whom are adults now. My baby is 18, just turned 18 this year and graduating from high school. 
that was my life invested in my kids, invested in encouraging other homeschool parents and also creating opportunities for homeschool families. That was really my heart. I did have a situation that at the time seemed very unfortunate and very painful and miserable. I had a belief that my ADHD was keeping me from being the person who could keep a clean house. Our house always seemed to be somewhat in chaos unless there was a birthday party. And that means throw everything in boxes and hide them under the bed or in the garage or wherever. I just had frustrations, pretty much anything to do with my prefrontal cortex. When I needed to be somewhere else, I always felt like I should be doing something else. If I had my own business, I'd feel guilty I wasn't working with my kids. If I was working with my kids, I felt guilty I wasn't having my own business. And of course, now I can look back and see how much of that was my mind. It could have just been a whole different story. But I went to a doctor saying, I need help with my ADHD. I'm really struggling. I was grateful. I didn't have to start with medications. I could start with supplements because I'm a really health nut. I want more natural ways to manage things. I got to discover through the brain scans that not only did I have ADHD, I already knew I dealt with depression. But you know, to me, that was just something else. The anxiety, I argued, I said, I don't have anxiety. And he says, do you overthink things? I'm like, oh yeah, all the time. That's what makes me a great problem solver. <laughs> discovering anxiety, discovering PTSD. I was so excited the first two weeks. I got my supplements. I'm feeling great because I've taken action and I'm getting solutions. Except I did not know at the time I had a certain genetic predisposition. One of the supplements I received, and it actually does the opposite of its intended effect. I am taking a handful of supplements and I'm excited because I've got a plan, except two weeks into the plan, I started noticing my depression really creeping up. It's really easy to pass it off because I've had depression most of my entire life that I can remember, at least since I was a teen. I'll get through it. It'll be fine. But as the weeks went on, it wasn't getting fine. It was progressively getting worse. It took me months before the thought occurred to me, hey, maybe it's these supplements. I thought I quit taking them all, except for there was that one that sat on my nightstand because you're supposed to take it 15 minutes before you eat. I stopped all the supplements that were in the kitchen. It was just habit. I kept taking the one supplement that was causing the problem. This led to leading me down a road of extreme depression, like worse than I've ever had in my entire life. I began having suicidal ideations finally in the summer. So that started in early March. Finally, by July, I think I reached out to my doctor. I said, look, I am the worst I've ever been in my entire life. I need help. I can't go on anymore. Unfortunately, we still didn't know what the real problem was. And so he's like, well, maybe we should try medication. But the thing is, I went for help with my ADHD, but my doctor thought I needed to address the depression first. He gave me a medication for depression, which did the same thing as the supplement, but like 10 times worse progressively going down. But I was so desperate. I was afraid to not take the medication. So I took the medication. Once again, it felt really good for like two weeks because the supplement was leaving my body and the medication hadn't kicked in yet. So just to skip ahead, long story short is I figured out this medication was not serving me. My doctor was giving me the story of it's only been six weeks. Maybe you just need more time. I just knew in my heart of hearts it, that wasn't right hadn't been real good at arguing with my doctor about why. 
So I just did the research on the medication, was shocked about all the things I read. I researched how to get off of the medication myself, started doing that. I shared with my team of this co-op I ran. One of my team members shared with me a, a person I could reach out to who helps people get off these medications. And it was just really a severely depressing time. Like I was doing the whole, I can't kill myself because my kids would always think they could have done something to save me. And it's not about them. The children are always going to blame themselves. So I'm like over here planning, like, how can I fake my death? I mean, that's crazy. Anybody in that situation, like if you're in that situation, please reach out and get help. It's not normal. It's not healthy. It's not necessary. There are ways to get help so that you do not have to feel miserable thinking you have to end your life on this planet because everybody has worth and value. When you're in that deep, dark place, you can't see that for yourself. All your brain will offer you is everything that's wrong with you and every reason why you don't deserve to be here. So for people who find themselves in that situation, if you have to walk into the ER because you don't know what to do, please do so. I'm just grateful. I'm pretty tenacious and obstinate. I was able to find a solution, but I was told that it would take a year for this to really get out of my system. And I held on to that date like nobody's business. And when that date showed up and I still did not feel normal as I was told would happen, I lost hope. I really thought I was broken. If you feel broken, you are not broken. You might need some extra help and that's okay. It's not only okay to reach out, but it's necessary to reach out and get help. Unfortunately, it's probably the hardest thing one will ever do. I was so desperate. I could not see my value. It's what depression does. It separates clear thinking. Your thinking gets muddled. I will always preach that you have a purpose. You're valued. You are loved. And if you don't feel loved, call me up and I will tell you how much you are loved. But I was there and I couldn't see it. And I could have ended my life if not for the fact that I, I just couldn't do that to my children. For some reason... Once again, faulty thinking. I felt like any of the adults in my life, they'd be fine. Which, <laughs> like, what the heck? As if my mom would be okay if I ended my life. That is crazy. I can now look back. And that was mm, eight years ago now. It may take time for your life to present you with how to come back to a space where you realize that you have a purpose, where you realize there is a point for you to be on this planet. Most people my age were raised to not air their dirty laundry, so to speak. It's always put on the happy face. No one out in the world needs to know your struggles. It's a secret. You need to keep that face. And that's called masking. And I no longer hold to that. If I can share my story and encourage you, in the moment, it stunk. It was the worst thing ever. But had I not carried on, had I not looked for help, I would not be doing what I'm doing today. I would not be speaking life into the lives of others. I would have created a lot of sadness in the world, in my family, in my friends. I got to that date. I felt like I was still broken. I had people in my life tell me I wasn't broken, but I didn't believe them. Just because it's a story your mind will tell you, you believe the stories your mind tells you. It's crazy. If you start looking at the stories your mind 
tells you, get out a piece of paper, get a pen, start writing. What is my mind telling me? Write it all down and then go back through and go, okay, what's a fact? What is something that could be proven in a court of law? What's a fact here? And anything that is not a fact, those are thoughts and those are all stories and you can change your story. I didn't know I could change my story. At the time I was married, my husband, he did his very best to support me in the way he knew how to not make this a four hour podcast. <laughs> I will just skip ahead and say we ended up getting divorced. I'm so grateful we did it amiably. It didn't mean both of us didn't have hurt feelings. It didn't mean that I didn't have guilt because I'm the one that asked for the divorce and thought I would be happier. Changing your circumstances won't make you happy. It takes work. It took me work to let go of my stories. I am still in the process of doing that. Even though I've been divorced four years, there's this fallacy in life. I believe many of us have been told of there's somewhere to get. There's somewhere to arrive. By the time you're in your 50s, as I am, here's the rules. You know, you should have X amount of money in the bank. You should have a house. You should have this and that, whatever the rules are that society has you taught me, taught you. There are no rules. You know, there's guidelines in life. But I find myself as a 50-year-old, I don't have a house anymore because I got a divorce. That's okay. Anything that you want in your life, you have the power to create. The deal is it may not be easy. The deal is it takes work. For me at the time, I didn't even feel like I had the strength to do any of that. Sometimes... It can feel cliche to say life is a journey, but it's just a fact. The reason I could think the grass was greener somewhere else is because I was believing there was some place to arrive. And it took this journey to get me to the place of realizing as long as I'm willing, I will always be growing. I will always be learning. I will not arrive anywhere except for eventually I will arrive on my deathbed. But from birth to death, all of what's in between is just an opportunity to grow, to learn, to go through the ugly times and come out on the other side, whether that's five months, whether that's five years, whether that's 10 years, find people in your life to support you so that you can enjoy this journey we call life. My ex-husband and I today, we're friends. We still see each other. Last summer, we went hiking together. It's something that was still a little bit painful on the journey because I just never imagined this is where I'd be in my life. If you'd asked me 10 years ago, I could guarantee you I was going to get to my 50th wedding anniversary. I would have been wrong. For me to now see where I've been and now see where I'm at, I'm not doing everything I want to do yet, but I know I have the opportunity to continue to move forward. I'm constantly learning new tools for myself that I get to share with my clients, realizing that sometimes I think that somehow these tools should be a miracle. I should never have another problem in my life. When I'm sad or upset, I can do my tools and it's going to fix it or solve it. That's not reality. The tools are something to use to help me manage my nervous system, manage my brain. I totally believe in neuroplasticity. So I'm constantly in the process of doing things to help retrain my brain so that I can live a more vibrant life. So that when I get to my deathbed someday, I will be able to look back and appreciate that I lived my life vibrantly and that I didn't allow 
the fact that I have ADHD, that I have PTSD, that I have anxiety, depression. I don't have to be a victim of those things. I can have them and still live a life that I love. Is it hard some days? Oh, absolutely. There will always be some days that will be hard because life is part beautiful and it's part crap. I get passionate about this topic, especially for single parents. Sometimes life can feel overwhelming. And I think that's a natural part of life for anyone. But when you're a single parent, I have felt alone, even though like I have friends who love me dearly. My mom is alive. I can call her up. One of my biggest tips I would say is when you're feeling like life has you overwhelmed, you're feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders, look in the world to see who else might be feeling this way. Eight years ago, when I was going through the muck, I knew of a life coach, but I didn't really know what a life coach does. I was stuck in my muck and mire in my mind, and I couldn't have foreseen what the next eight years would hold. And now that I'm here, I can look back and I can see the gift in the pain. Sometimes that feels hard. You were never meant to be perfect. You were never meant to have a perfect life. You were never meant to have every day be a happy day. You're never meant to be happy all the time. As a matter of fact, you don't want to be happy all the time because if your best friend dies, trust me, you do not want to be happy about that. In the pain of life, I have learned that pain helps me to appreciate the joy in life as well. Have you heard, if not now, when? If not you, then who? Are you being prompted to write a book? to create a podcast, check out Leaving a Legacy at www.coachlaurie, that's coach, L-A-U-R-I-E, dot com. And let's get started on your second act now. And to go, all right, I know if I continue to focus there, that is just like giving my depression a foothold. Do I want to stay in that? Do I wallow in that? And there's days when I want to wallow for a good old hour, maybe a whole day. Would it serve me? No. Would it serve the people whose lives I touch? No. Switching the focus. What really ends up happening oftentimes is something so much better than you could have imagined. That's the story going from depression and ugliness and knowing I still have a brain. It's easy for my brain to be in depression. It just is. It's my work to help myself not live there. I still get to have the things I desire in life. I still get to enjoy my life regardless of these comorbidities I have with my ADHD. You hit the year mark. You were still oh. depressed. Oh, I'm not yes. sure what brought you to where you are today. A journey. I wish I could say it was like, I woke up one day, oh, had an epiphany and now everything's great. But it wasn't that at all. I was fully in escapism. I left and moved to Alaska for a while. And then I realized I missed my children so much. I moved back. So I listened to the podcast and I quit for a couple of months. And I think it was, I wasn't ready. I realized I was going to get divorced. If I was going to be divorced, I'm going to have to support myself. I decided I was going to go back to college. So I was still depressed, <laughs> but I was meeting people. I was having opportunities to speak life into people, even though I felt really bad. I think one of the greatest things that happened to me is I had tested out of like basic English when I first went to college over 30 years ago. But the community college was like, you don't have English 101. I'm busy being depressed. So I'm not even questioning it. I didn't even consider I could test out. But by not questioning it, I got the greatest gift in that my instructor, her whole class 
centered around gratitude. And I literally had to do research on gratitude. My final paper in that class was actually speaking a little bit about my story. That was the beginning of seeing potential gifts in the ick. That class, because I was basically forced to focus on gratitude. We had to have a blog and we had to keep it up daily. And it was part of the class. I wanted my top grade. So I was doing the things. I wasn't always enjoying the things, but I started listening to these life coaching podcasts and it started making sense. So I think the beginning was the gratitude class, the class where I focused on gratitude. And it kind of opened me up to actually be willing to hear things like the fact that my mind was not telling me truthful things back to the resistance. I was really resistant. I I thought I was broken, right? So if I'm broken and this medication has quote unquote ruined me, then for sure, nothing is really my fault. I'm a victim. And it just took little pieces. It took the podcast, starting back into my college education again and realizing I homeschooled for decades. So I'm like, I'm too opinionated on education now. And I don't, I don't know that a school district would want to hire me as a teacher. I'm sure I would have been a great teacher, but I just had belief systems. And I started thinking, I don't know that I can do that anymore. And an opportunity presented itself for me to become a life coach. And by this time I'd had enough input about what a life coach does that I just really thought if I do this only for myself so that I can learn how to help myself it'll be worth it. I was so in victimhood. It took being exposed to life coaching to realize how much of my own thoughts were inhibiting my growth, were inhibiting me from realizing my worth. I know people who have received amazing benefit from their ADHD medication, from their depression medication. It wasn't my story. It doesn't have to be your story either. It may be helpful. For you, it was becoming a life coach. And that's why you are a life coach, because you recognize that our mind can change our brain. And so if you're looking and you're not finding the results in medication, if you're not finding the results in therapy, there are many pathways to recovery. Consider life coaching, because then you can start to challenge and change your thoughts. And you can begin to realize that what you have is a gift. You're not named by your label, but that you can actually have this amazing, wonderful life. That's what I'm hearing. What do you really, really want people to know? Not to give up. There are many pathways. There's no right pathway. If you run into a roadblock, go around it, go in a different direction, try something new. I'm grateful I didn't give up. I'm grateful when I ran into those roadblocks and I would try the thing, whatever the thing was. And when the thing didn't seem to work for me, I just had to turn around and go a different direction. I would never have gotten anywhere had I stayed hidden and not kept trying. That's the glory of life is having the opportunity for to keep trying over and over again, as many times as it's going to take me to get to where I want to go. And you found your answers in becoming a life coach, which is amazing. You didn't hire a life coach. You became a life coach. <laughs> yeah. Find a coach that's been there, that has the lived experience, because I want to learn from someone who's been there, done that. And that's what I right. want this podcast to be. Tia, your story is so beautiful. I'm so grateful that you shared this time with me and allowed me to tell my story. Our story 
matters. And when we tell our story without telling people what to do, we just tell them what we did. It gives them hope because they have been trying all these things and they're not working and they're hoping you are the answer to someone's prayer because you got honest and you said, I tried a counselor. It didn't work for me, but guess what? I didn't give up. So I tried this. So I went back to school. So then I found coaching. Oh my gosh, coaching changed my life because I found neuroplasticity. And I recognize that our mind can change our brain. We can actually change those pathways. And now is my life perfect? No, but oh my gosh, it is a thousand times better. And I'm feeling blessed every day. Absolutely. (laughs) So before we go, two things I like to ask people. Number one is what do you really want people to know? That I love them. (laughs) You are loved. You are worthy. You're not broken. You have purpose in life. And what book are you reading right now that you recommend? I have many books right now. I'm actually reading The War of Art, which sounds like it's about art. Have you read it? Every year. I love that book. I only discovered it this, this year. I thought it was about art and I love art and I do art and it's not everybody needs this should be a prerequisite book to read for everyone i love it (laughs) we come up against so much resistance and what we resist persists and so a book like that makes us go oh this is normal yes it's normal and keep going don't give up whatever it is tia how can people find you if they want to be coached my website is coachwithtia.com so it's c-o-a-c-h W-I-T-H-T-I-A.com. And I am on Instagram, Tia Jensen underscore, T-I-A-J-E-N-S-E-N underscore. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity to share my story. Do you have brain fog? Are you exhausted all the time? Do you struggle with depression? How about cravings? Imagine an enzyme that turns sugar into fiber. For a link to order your bottle, email me at lacoach.com at comcast.net. That's L-A-C-O-A-C-H at comcast.net. Coach Lori here. I am not anti-aging. I am all about aging gracefully. Did you know we stopped making collagen at a certain age? And did you know powdered collagen has to go through your whole digestive system? So I am a big fan of Glow Liquid Collagen. It helps me age gracefully, inside and out. To order, check the link below. By the way, if you order two at the same time, free shipping. Or if you would like to be an affiliate, make a little extra cash, click the affiliate link. Three things we learned from Tia. One, don't give up. Keep trying. Even when the thing everyone's telling you to do doesn't work, there might be another way. Your mind can change your brain. And if you have ADHD, ADD, it's not who you are. It doesn't identify you. It's something you have. And it's actually a gift. And last but not least, hire a coach. Even if you're not depressed, but you have ADHD and you're struggling to be organized, to go to school, to do any of the things that seem like a burden, hire Tia. Hire an ADHD coach. If you love this podcast, here's a big ask. Will you share with your friends and family? Subscribe, give us a review, and a five-star rating so that others looking to reinvent their lives will be able to get the help they're looking for. Thank you in advance.